Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano, and I'm so thankful that we have this time here together. We're here for faith for today. This is meant to be a time where you and I build up, get strong in faith, be in position to give glory to God today. And the only way that can come is by God's words, by His anointed words given by His Holy Spirit. And so together, let's pray for this time here and for the course of this week for these uh, messages that are to go forth through this ministry. And let's believe together that God will help us, that by the Holy Spirit we'll say it the right way, we'll hear it the right way, and we will together be in the best position to glorify God, to show His good right way unto this whole world and the places He sends us. Father, we come to You asking for that, asking that you would help us and that by your wonderful grace and helping ability, we will know and say and do in the best way possible, Father, that uh, it will enable us to come to a higher level of living with you and that will be much more useful for you when it comes to reaching this world and the lost therein. Thank you for it, Father. We believe for your helping in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So together, we're, uh, if you'll go with me in the scriptures, we're going to look at some verses here. We're talking about this. the title of this message. I believe the Lord would have uh, me go to in this time and season. This one is called Simple. And uh, it'll make more sense as we get into it, but I know if you read the, you know, the title of this one, we're looking at simple, but then we're looking at complications, complications. And, um, you know, thinking, and you've heard this word complications in medical terminology, and if you'll start going, you can go to Romans 16, and we're going to look at that 16th chapter, verses 17 through 20. And uh, there have been times where doctors, uh, many surgeons, have gone to do a work, to do what they're called and, and skilled to do. And when they got in there, when they made their cut and they looked inside and they're looking at the work they're to do, they realize there's more here than we realized. And um, they've gone back. Sometimes they've had to close up and think we can't do what we prepared to do. And they've gone to the family and they've said, well, there were complications, right? Uh, this could happen in childbirth. You know, it has happened over the course of history that they've gone and it was supposed to be a natural delivery and there were complications. And this is uh, something that more and more has become part of this generation and this culture is that it's become more and more complicated. And uh, the scriptures tell us that Satan is the God of this world. That uh, if you and I want to see how he influences and how he operates, we don't need to look very far. We can look right around us. We can look at some of the ways in which this world endeavors to go and we can see how he works. And one of the ways, and, and you'll find this, if you go forward far enough, you find 
when you go to get in a contract, when you go to buy a home, when you go to get a vehicle, when you do something of these natures, just go and see what you need to sign by the end of that deal. And you'll find all of these different things that have taken one process and made it complicated. And um, we'll find this is very opposite from the way that God operates. And if you and I live and in fellowship with Him and we go the way He would have us to go, we'll find our life will be far different than this world. And one of the ways it's going to be different is that it won't be so complicated. We'll find that life with God, life with Jesus, and life with those who are led by Him, it will be simple. It will be easy. It won't be wide like this world endeavors for, but it will be the simple way, and you'll find it will be the best way. So if you and I are going to find the simple way, we're going to have to renew our minds. We're going to have to change. We're going to have to make a decision today that we're not going to just do it the world's way. And now, don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of world in the church. So when we say we're not going to do it the world's way, we're not just saying we're going to find people around us in our churches either and just do it their way. No, we're going to have to take the time to get into the scriptures. We're going to have to find what is God's way. Not just what some people have said, but what really is Him. And that means there's going to be, have to be other things that will have to be cut out. And that's part of not having a complicated life. Is that there might be shows we won't watch. There might be things we won't listen to. There may be things we won't take part in, not because we have no care for it, but because our time needs to be someplace else. And part of living a simple life with God is that He can give us the way, which means if there's only one way for you and I, there's not a lot of options. There's not a lot of choices. There's not a lot of room for, well, we'll go or we'll, or there's not a lot of wavering that's needed. There's not a lot of choices to be made because with Him, it's very, say it with me, simple. The way of God. And this is a tactic of the enemy. Why does he want to make it seem to you and to me that God's way is complicated? You want to find God. You want to know his plan for your life. You want to know what you're supposed to do for your life long. You don't want to just go and be, you know, uh, barely getting by like you've seen your family do all your life. You want to make some changes and be able to reach people and do things that your family never could. And you're wondering, how? What? What am I supposed to do? I know there's more, but what? What? And the enemy's going to come right along and go, you ready? Because I got the litany. I have this big list of what it is, and you have to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And what's he trying to do? He's trying to complicate the life and purpose that God has for you. He wants to make it seem to you like it's too big it's too hard. It won't be fun. You will not enjoy it. Just don't even try. Can you see this? He wants you to think it is anything but simple to follow after God. 
And it is a big, big lie. It's so simple to hear from him, to have his way, and to even correspond and do it. It's not hard. It's not complicated. So you and I are going to have to transition ourselves and make the determination that even though we may have been transitioned to complicate things and to make it so hard for ourselves and for others, today we can live very simply before God and before man. Now, I'm going to catch up with you and meet you at that verse in Romans 16, and we're going to look at a little bit of what we're, we just said. That way, you see, it's not just my thought. This isn't just me. And here in Romans 16, I'm catching up with you. Hallelujah. What a privilege it is that we have these words right here at our fingertips. And if you want them, you can get them. Hallelujah. 16 verses 17 through 20. And now Paul, by the Spirit of God, says, Now I beseech you. So this is like an urgence. This is like a plead. He's saying, Now I'm, I'm urging you. I'm pleading with you. Brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine. Notice uh, there are those that will try and to divide. Where? He's not talking about outside the church. And this is something you'll find when, when Satan is endeavoring to get into a place. One of his biggest tactics is right here. He's looking to split people. He's looking to split groups. He's looking to split states, split nations. He's looking to split complete organizations. He's looking to split. He's looking to divide. Because he knows it's a lot easier to conquer us if he can divide us. And so there are those, and we're told, mark them. Take note of people in your church, in your organization. Take note of people around you that are looking to what? Separate. Make groups. Nah, I'm not good with that group. That's another group. Nope, that's another group. You're not part of our group. Divide. Mark those that are trying to divide, to make divisions, and are, it's saying they're causing this division. They're causing people to separate and segregate. No longer one, but what? See, because one is very simple. You know, we're this group. We are this nation. That's simple. We are one nation under God. That's what it has been from the foundation of the United States of America is that that vision got across. We are one nation that's under God. And then you'll find some of the next words that it came from, from that was indivisible, not able to be divided. And this is what Satan endeavors to do, to cause division and offenses. You want to know how people get off? That's it right there. More often than not, they are being off the plan of God because they've been offended. They got off-ended. We need not let the enemy... Now, it doesn't mean people did right. Churches could have done it completely wrong. But if I get off-ended by it, then I'm letting the enemy work in my life. Whether they're wrong or not, 
that's not a place for me to give him the access to rule in my life. Don't let him do that to you, even if they were completely wrong. Even if that pastor completely missed it. Don't let that get in between you and God. Don't let it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And uh, we're told, mark them that cause these divisions and offenses. Notice, contrary. These things are going against the Scripture, against God's way, which you have learned, and avoid them. So you and I, there are people that we need to stay clear of. And now, this can cause people to get off as well. They can see these things and get into fear and not faith. No, we don't need to be afraid. And I'm not going to get around them because I'm afraid it's going to do me harm. No, we can do this by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, by the leading of the Spirit of God. And he continues and says, For they that are such, they serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. They serve themselves. And by good words and fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. So notice there's deception in the division. Notice that it is going to deceive the heart. That's the spirit of the simple one. Now this simple gives us the idea of an innocent, of a harmless, or an unsuspecting one. And it continues on and says, For your obedience is come abroad to all. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise to that which is good and, what, simple concerning evil. Now, this is where, again, people get misled, and that's why let's stay very clear, and, and by the help of the Spirit of God, we'll see it right. Because we're just showed that there is those that are, because of their simplicity, they were simple, and because of that being simple, they were deceived. But that's not the same simple we see right after it. Obviously, it's not. Read it again with me, and you'll see this. He said in the um, 18th verse, by those good words and fair speeches, there are those that will use their words to try and deceive. You ever heard somebody that you get, they get into talking, and before you know it, it gets complicated, and it gets broader, and instead of getting simpler and easier, it seems like it's a bigger thing, and what ends up happening is confusion. You'll hear them talk, and as they get in and talk and get in and talk, it gets more confusing. It gets darker. You can tell this isn't God. God will bring light. And so there is a simple nature that you and I need to steer clear of, and we're going to see that in the Proverbs, what that is. But then there is, we're told here, to be simple concerning what is evil. Now, we don't use evil very often, but if there is a way that's not God, it's evil. If there is a misled way, it is the evil way. So if you and I are supposed to be simple concerning what is bad and not God, then the simple way is God's way. It is the led of God way. Very simple. And you'll see this as we dig more into the scriptures, to the word of God, that the simple way is God's way. 
And it is the way that will keep us from being simple-minded and misled and deceived. And if you and I will go God's simple way, we'll find ourselves stepping over Satan and every one of his plans, missing the things he's trying to do to steal and kill and destroy in our lives. Time and time again, we'll be led of God in the simple way. And we won't be simple-minded. And we'll miss his traps left and right and all about. And he'll just be bewildered and shake his head and think, I had it all set up. I knew they were going to fall into that. And what happened? What happened? And you and I just innocent, just harmless, walking about, missing every single one of his ploys. This is God's plan for us, to live above it, to be in a place where he cannot touch us. Now, continue with me. Let's go to uh, go with me to Genesis 3, verse 1. And as you go there, I'm going to read to you some Proverbs, but I, I just want you to go to Genesis 1 for time's sake. I'm going to go through some Proverbs here. Um, and of course, you can mark down these, put them in your notes, and then go back to it if you'd like. <clears throat> Proverbs 1, 4 says, To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. This was to receive the instruction of wisdom. We were told um, this was what the Proverbs were for. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Now, in verse 22 of Proverbs 1, it says, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. And in verse 32, again, I'm just going to kind of breeze through these. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. And here in chapter 7, verse 7, thank you, Lord. It says, And beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youth a young man void of understanding. This was... Um, there was a strange woman, Proverbs talks about, and strange one you don't know. And the strange woman was looking for what? A simple one. A simple one. One that was void of understanding. And here in chapter 8, verse 5, we find, O you simple, understand wisdom, and you fools, be you of an understanding heart. And in 9, verse 4, Whoso is simple, let him turn in here. Again, this was the same idea of that strange woman. Whoso is simple, let him... This is wisdom's banquet, though. This was wisdom, builded her house. Um, it says that wisdom, now this is God's wisdom, goes forth, cries upon the highest places of the city. And in the fourth verse... Whoso simple, let him turn in here, turn into wisdom. As for him that wants or lacks understanding, she says to him, Come eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Come partake of wisdom. And here in verses 13 and then verse 16, A foolish woman is clamorous, she is simple and knows nothing. 16 says, Whoso is simple, let him turn in here. You see here, time and time again, the simple, the simple. You and I don't want to be the simple-minded. We want to turn into the wisdom of God. 
and allow Him to simply show us the way. Um, let me continue. Let's look at 14, verse 15. And here it says, The simple believes every word, but the prudent man looks well to his going. So if we're simple before God, we won't believe every word. We're not simple-minded. The 18th verse says, The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. So when we enter into God's simple way, we'll find we'll be prudent. We'll be able, by God's helping, to look ahead and see where that's going to go, and it will keep us from falling into the trap of the enemy. 22 verse 3. It says, A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. 27 verse 12, and then I'll meet you there at Genesis. 27:12 says, A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Same thought. Now in Genesis 3, I'm going there with you. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3. We find in the very beginning what had occurred here in the garden, in the place where God had wonderfully provided and given instruction to Adam and Eve that although there were all these trees in which we could eat and partake from, there's this one. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And of that tree, you shall not partake of, you shall not eat of it. And... In the first verse of chapter 3, Genesis 3, it says, Now the serpent was more, what? Subtle. More subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yes, has God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So he's asking her a question. He's questioning the counsel of God. This is one of the first things the enemy is going to do. He's going to come up. You are going to hear from God. You're going to have God's plan, God's way, and the enemy is going to come up. You won't necessarily hear it verbally, but the thought will come. Did you hear? Is it really? This is exactly what he did here. Has God said you'll have your own house? Has God said you really will have that good godly spouse in your life? Has God really said that? Has God really said You'll pastor that church? Has God really said you'll be a help to your elders? Has God really said, has God really said that all that, you know, schoolwork's going to pay off? Has God really dealt with you to study this in college? Has God, has God, he will come and question the very counsel of God. Something that was so simple, God dealt with you, you'll have your own. You'll be able to do good with it. It was a very simple thought. You won't be alone. It encouraged you when you heard it. You thought, yeah, God's got a good, a good wife. A woman thought, God has a good husband for me. It was encouraging when they heard it. The thought came. It was so simple. And then complications. Complications. This is what he does. And he'll come first and foremost to question that thought, to question that hope you have, to question that trust that God said. You hear from God now? You? I know you. You heard from God and he said, what? Are you 
are you sure? Are you sure? And if you and I aren't confident to know, yeah, I know. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I know whom I trust. I know in whom I believe. I love him. He loves me. And I know that's what he, that's what he put on my heart. I know that's him. If we don't have that confidence, then we'll allow that questioning to cover our counsel. And we will not proceed further and receive what God needs us to, to receive and do what God needs us to do. It will be a hindrance. Let's continue. He questions this counsel. And then in the second verse, it says, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. So she's confident. She knows this. Third verse. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest or unless you die. She is confident of this. She knows they heard from God. She's not wavering about it. And in the fourth verse, it says this, And the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. That is complicating the matter. Because he knew that she would not die physically. And they didn't. But they died that day. It would take time to look at it. Time we don't have for this message. But when they partook of that fruit, they died spiritually. And it separated them from God. And Satan, the deceiver, knew that. But that was too simple. It was too simple, that thought that if they eat, they'll die. No, no, that's too simple. That needs to be complicated. You won't really, really, really die. You'll still live, kind of, in a way. You won't die physically. This is Yes, sir. We need to be very clear on what a lie is. A partial truth is a lie. If it's not the truth, it is a lie. And too many of us believers have been okay with partialized truth. And we've paid for it, just as Adam and Eve paid for it. And this is what the enemy will do. He comes to question the counsel of God. He comes to complicate the counsel of God. And why does he come to question and to complicate it? To conceal it. To keep us from it. Because if he can portray it like it's not simple, like it's outside of our reach, like it's not really something we can partake of, like it's not what we thought it was, then He can keep us from it. From what? The perfect will of God in our lives. Because in all actuality, He knows it's so, so simple. Simple. Thank you, Lord. Now, 
I know we're kind of coming close to our time frame for today and this message. So we might have to come back for it. Come back for that. Come back. Some of you, after hearing this, you may have thought, you know what? I have allowed the enemy to uh, complicate things. I've allowed him to question too much the counsel that God has given me. You know, there are people that have gone year after year after year. They knew they were supposed to do that, and they never did. Things came up. It was never the right time, and so they never did. They allowed the enemy to complicate things. But I want you to see something. Go with me to uh, 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. And this coupled with, uh, we're going to go to chapter 14, verse 33. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> in, um, in the epistle, uh, Philippians. Is that right, Lord? Trying to do too much too fast here. Let me go 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33. <clears throat> we find that uh, the scriptures tell us in Philippians that God is willing to work in you both to will and to do of his good work. And so no matter how much the enemy has previously been able to come in and question and complicate the will of God, you know, that family that hears, you know, we had complications. That doesn't have to be the end all. Just because there's complications doesn't mean there can't be quality counsel. Doesn't mean there can't be quality work. Doesn't mean there can't be a successful outcome. And that's how it can and I believe will be with us. No matter how much questioning and complications there have been, you and I will see it here. Um, that's actually not the verse. We're going to go to, a, I'll, I'll just quote it to you. God is faithful. He is. And He's able. Uh, the scriptures, I'm actually thinking of um, 1 Corinthians uh, the 10th chapter, verse 14. But it tells us that God is faithful. It says that there's no temptation. That's what was happening there. Adam and Eve were tempted. If we were to look at uh, Matthew, the 7th chapter, and, and others that correspond, um, Luke, the 4th chapter, we find Jesus himself was tempted. The first thing that occurred after the Spirit of God came on Jesus was he was tempted. There has no temptation overtaken you or I, except that which is common to any human being. But God is faithful, and He will not allow you to be tempted beyond your able, but will with that temptation. As the enemy is tempting, God is making the way out for you. He's making the way of escape. And so no matter what questioning comes to you, no matter what complications come, I encourage you to look to the Father. Say, Father, I call you faithful, and I thank you for making the way out. I thank you for causing me to see and to know the way that you're making this way of escape that I may be able to bear and to fulfill your will in this time. Hallelujah. My friends, I encourage you. God has a wonderful plan and purpose for you, 
for you, one you will enjoy, one that will fulfill and satisfy this earth, and it will fill a need that's so desperate for the day. And it's simple for you and I to find it. It's simple for you to lay hold to it. And it may not always be easy, but it's simple for you and I to keep it and to go His perfect way today. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's all for this message, this session. We pray that you come back for more. And we love you. We bless you, friends. We will see you soon.